1: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. This is a special episode with
0: Lori Flacker. Welcome to It's Told by Nomads. I'm your host, Ty Roxon. and I'm a blogger, digital marketer, and multicultural individual who has lived on four different continents. Listen weekly as I profile people who identify with several cultures and share with you stories, tips, and interviews about how to embrace your global identity and use it to your advantage to live your best life.
1: Let us begin.
0: Today's episode is really fun. I, was, I got to talk to a entrepreneur extraordinaire Lori Flecker, who's been all over the world and used media to make a difference. She's got this lifestyle business going on, and she really wanted to come on the show and educate the audience in different ways they can use that or use the media to make a difference. And um, I was really excited to have her on. She's got an exciting conference coming up soon uh, in November, so... Please be sure to check that out, and also, make sure you listen to the pieces of advice that she drops, because uh, I can tell you, I was definitely enlightened after my conversation with her. Check it out. Welcome to the show. Today, I have the pleasure of speaking with Lori Flecker, who's had over 30 years of entrepreneur experience across the United States, as well as Central America she has an expanded knowledge base in, in marketing, branding, media, and product development. And, and she's also worked with clients such as NBC, CBS, ABC, CNBC, list goes on, uh, and Bloomberg. Welcome to the show, Lori.
2: Thank you. Thanks so much for having me.
0: Uh, the pleasure is all mine. So I, I dove a little bit into your background there. Could you dive into it a little bit more? Tell us who you are and how you got to where you are today?
2: Sure. I'm a business consultant and I focus on branding, marketing, and also content distribution. And I do that primarily through media. So I have a background in media. I... um I help my clients by creating uh, content marketing strategies Mm. that really work specifically for them, their skills, and also the market that they're trying to attract.
0: Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. And how is this media expertise taking you across the world?
2: Oh, it's been amazing because um, what I normally do when I work with clients is we'll go on location and on, you know, a specific location, wherever we are, what we'll do is we will create content. So we'll be uh, creating stills, videos. And I've gone to some of the most amazing places with clients doing this because, you know, I basically, my philosophy is if you're just sitting in an office and you're doing video after video after video, Mm -hmm. I don't think your market is going to be stimulated by watching that. Right. But when you get out and you're Maybe videoing on, you know, in a helicopter, for right. instance, you know, or you're in a first class, uh, you know, cabin of a trans Pacific flight, or you're on, you know, the Tiku uh, Glacier in Alaska, and there you are shooting video. People are like, wow, what is this? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I've been to some amazing locations and being able to capture that. And also help my clients to move up the rank because, as you know, when you use video, you're 51 times more likely to hit the, two, the top page of Google. Well, the other thing is to really get people to watch these videos. You're in these gorgeous locations, sometimes luxury locations, sometimes you're at a, you know, a five star spa or, you know, at the night market in Marrakesh. People want to see this. They're like, where, where are they now? Uh-huh. You know, so it really, it really creates. Um, Excitement and intrigue.
0: Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, well you know, in, in these countries that you've traveled to, can you tell us something that you've learned from your time overseas? Maybe how you connected with them and some of the things you figured out about yourself while traveling?
2: Well, I figured out about myself. I'm very adaptable.
0: Gotcha. <laughs> That's always a good skill to have when you travel.
2: <laughs> I'm very adaptable. And I also figured out that. Everyone is doing business. Mm. Every, everywhere I go, people are doing business, but they're all doing business in a unique way. Oh. So to, to stand back, I'm really kind of an observer. So I stand back and I watch, how are people doing business here? How are people doing business? There we are. We're on the Great Wall of China. We're walking along and people are climbing up the wall to sell things. Wow. You know, and they and and you have to be very careful to if you take something in your hand, they're handing it to you. If you take it in your hand, they consider that you bought
0: it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you see, there's something that's something you're learning. It's not every culture that says that. So yeah, if you take it in your hand, you (laughs) bought it in China.
2: (laughs) Exactly. And you know, here I am. I went to school in Italy and I'm walking along in Florence and I see these beautiful stores. And I went in and I started touching things and You do not touch touch anything when you're in Italy. You do not, you know, you don't touch things. I mean, they just, they do not like that. So if you start touching the fabric of these beautiful, they they just, they they are not impressed at all. You know, and it like in Dominican Republic, when you walk into a store, most of the time a salesperson will follow you around and keep asking you, "What can I help you with? What can I get for you? What do you need? Would you like this? Do you like that? How about this? How about that?" You
0: know? Yeah, no, yeah, it, and it's, it depends. In like uh, Nigeria, some of the markets, the guys are actually following you. You know, <laughs> they're trying to get you to actually feel the fabric. Sometimes, hey, look at this. Feel this is good. This is good. So it's very interesting to see how different cultures perceive touch of their products it's
2: (laughs) it's so it is so interesting it is so interesting you know the going through the sulk in uh in uh marrakesh yes you know they're like begging you to come into the store they're even like grabbing you and saying come on in come on in and look at this (laughs) exactly yeah yeah we have something
0: for you (laughs) yeah that's exactly how it is sometimes uh it I just like come 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 come, <laughs> but um all right all right so I mean so I guess in the different countries you've been to you've seen how the different ways they conduct business is very it's it's you know it's it's very unique to the culture and something that you have to obviously be aware of uh, if you want to interact with the people.
2: Yeah, and I mean the the other thing is everybody you know people are always so nice. Mm-hmm. They're so nice, you know they're so helpful. It's that we are bringing with us, most of the time when we're traveling, we're bringing with us the, the norm of our culture. Right. You know, I mean, we have a certain amount of space. It's usually three feet. People don't get into our personal space. Well, other countries, they don't really have the concept of personal space. So, people are, you know, we'll form a line. You know, I'm from New York. Right. Basically, if there's three people, there's a line. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, yeah. that's... that's the way they are no yeah you said you're from New York I live in New York now so I can definitely verify that so yeah yeah yeah.
2: you know, and when you're in some countries even when you're in like what they what they would consider like a supermarket or something everybody's rushing the counter with their carts and they're like forcing their cart and instead of it being a line it's like it it's like all these people just Trying to get their cart into that little space so they can check out faster. Mm. And it's like the person who's the most aggressive with the cart is the one that gets out of the store more quickly. I mean, it's, just,
0: it's like, it's okay, the truth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay. No, no, I, I definitely agree. I think it's very important to understand some of the nuances. Um, and I, I think that's, that's obviously something that you've, uh, you've learned as you traveled. So yeah,
2: it's it's you know, that's what makes it so different. You know, it's the sights, it's the smells, But watching the way people do things, it's just it's just fascinating. Mm-hmm. You know, here I am in I'm in I'm um, We're in the oldest city, the original capital. And we're in this really remote area. Mm-hmm. And uh, and there's these ruins all around, and they're just gorgeous. And I'm running around, and I'm taking pictures. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. And <laughs> here's this young woman standing on top of this ruin, talking on a cell phone. Wow. And I'm just like, now if that's not a picture.
0: <laughs> it's. I mean, it, it. I'm getting so excited from this because it's 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 so true when the way people perceive travel and some of the things that. People do. You said you were taking pictures. Someone was taking a cell phone. Another person could just be sitting down and taking in the, the air around them. And it's, everybody just perceives different environments in different ways. Um, and it just depends on how much you're exposed to it. Uh, yeah. So I really, really love that. All right, so you keep dropping all these countries, Laurie. I, I'm just curious, how many, how many countries have you actually been to?
2: Well, I've been to over 30 Oh, okay. I'm not exactly, you know, every, when I do my account, sometimes I'm thinking because, you know, people say, oh, well, you know, here or there. And I'm like, yeah, I was there. Um, I've been to over 30 foreign countries and I've worked. Now it's to the point where I I tend to go and I tend to work with clients. So sometimes I'm working, like, for instance, I would go to um, to the UK and I would work with a client in the UK and we would shoot video and we would, you know, create a brand you know, yeah. start to solidify her business or go to Canada and work there or go to, you know, yeah. now so, we're on our way to Dominican Republic Yeah. to work.
0: Yeah. No, so it's very, very mobile. And what you've essentially described, Lori, is a lifestyle business. Can you tell me why you think that people need to be more aware that they can launch their own lifestyle business anywhere in the world, especially in this digital age?
2: Oh, yeah. There has never, ever been a time like there is now to be mobile mm. never mm. you know when i lived in dominican republic in the in the 70s <laughs> i'm showing my age now <laughs> when i when i lived there in the 70s you know the we had v- very limited telephone service we had very limited mail sometimes you know somebody would mail something from the states and it would take a month or or sometimes even longer if it got to you at all now, it's just a click of the button. You know, I can be, I'm, I'm going to be doing my retreat in the Dominican Republic. I'm going to be podcasting from Cabarete in the Dominican Republic. I'm going to be producing video and uploading that video to my YouTube channel. Huh. I can be anywhere in the world where there's internet. And I can be running my business. And I've done it. I've run my business from Marrakesh. I've run my business from a tiny little coastal town in Portugal, mm. from Sevilla, Spain. I mean, I've run my business from all these different places. So, um, you know, there we can live anywhere.
3: Mm.
2: We don't, you know, before I had clients that would come in I had a steady stream of clients into my office in St. Paul, and I was really limited to people who were either in driving or flying distance to St. Paul.
0: Right. Okay. So
2: n- now I have clients all over.
0: And and, wh- and how do you how do you what's the first step you can say? Because I'm sure someone out there is listening and, and thinking, you know, I really wish I could take my art or music or whatever their passion is. Uh, but I really want to make that resonate with people around the world. And I'm, you know, I have this wonderlust. How do you think they can marry that passion? What was the first step that you took? Um, you know, what's, what's the, what, how do you set that foundation so that it's really replicable anywhere you go?
2: You know, I have to say I'm hearing like 15 different questions in this one. So I'm <laughs> going to take a stab at <laughs> answering this question. And if this isn't the direction you want me to go, just pull me back and we'll, we can go somewhere else. I'll
0: take the questions down from 15 and 1 as soon as you start <laughs> answering.
2: <laughs> the first step, I would say, is to figure out what your skills and your passions are and to develop a business that you think w- you, that you would really like to to run. If you already have a business, start to develop a global brand. Another thing is really start to get to know people in these different locations that you're considering – Going to and then book a flight <laughs>
0: yeah i mean it's, it's as simple as that right sometimes you just really have to do that you know what I mean you just have to go ahead and do it i mean I know I know people um sometimes once that they take that first step it usually the other things start to roll, but it's booking a flight can be so much more uh, you know therapeutical than uh, than people would think just right, that,
2: and the know, other thing is you know I would also suggest that if the place that you're interested in going there's a foreign language or a foreign culture, I would suggest that you learn a little bit about that culture, a little bit about that you know a little a few words in that in that language, because even if you with the exception of being in france mm. <laughs> even even if you make mistakes with the language, people are still so forgiving and um I haven't always found that in France, but uh people uh, are so forgiving
0: uh, oh they're not so, forgiving in France.
2: Well, they they don't really like that French to be butchered up.
0: <laughs>
2: they, they, it's a pretty language, and they like to keep it such.
0: No, no, you're right. I mean, it's it's vrai. I I that's, that's what I always. Every time I go to every time I speak to a French uh, person, I'm always nervous. Even though my French is not bad actually, because I did live in a French-speaking country. But I'm always nervous when it's someone from France, just because I I I so admire the language, and I'm afraid if I butcher it that they might see me differently. So. I, I, you know, I, it seems like you're verifying that by uh, by saying that.
2: When I'm in France, I speak Spanish.
0: Uh uh-huh. <laughs> give you a hint. Uh, well, all right. Wait, <laughs> you no. Know, one day I'm gonna I'm gonna go there, and my confidence will be so good, and I'll be like, yes, I spoke it. But um, all right, okay. So I, you know, I think if I can take anything from what you said earlier, with it, it's you know, really figure out what your passion is, um, dive into the audience that you want to reach into. And go ahead and book that flight. You know, um, I mean, a lot of the lessons you learn, well, they're they're inevitable, but they definitely will make your brand ultimately better by you just going out and doing. Um, So, you know, I think whether it's a lifestyle business you want to pursue, go ahead and take that trip. You know, Absolutely. And,
2: yeah. Absolutely. I mean, we can speculate all we want from the sofa, but until we actually get up and do, we're not going to really have the experience.
0: Right, right. I completely agree, Lori. So, and whenever
2: I'm whenever I'm going to travel, what I try to do is to position myself for an an amazing trip. So, I I prepare by learning, you know, about the culture, about the language, also, you know, trying to do as much research as possible so I know, you know, wh- the the norms, you know, location, destination. You know, a lot of times people, when you travel, if you're not in New York, you're not in Hollywood or you're not in Miami, mm. they don't know where you are. If you, when you say you're, you know, in Minnesota, oh, where? <laughs> so, you don't want to be that person when you when you travel like sometimes when people talk about going to the states they may because they're european or they're from a small place they think that they could drive easily from one place to the other in the in the united states and that's just not
0: no it's not true and and you don't even you're right you don't want to be that person because oftentimes uh, people confuse africa for a country and you know africa is more than (laughs) 53 countries and it's so big it's the second largest continent and when I'm getting asked what the capital of Africa is, um, I'm just thinking this is, I mean, there are lots of capitals, so it's <laughs> you don't want to actually be that person when you travel, because you, you can see how annoying it is if someone's asking you that question. You want to be the same person saying, well, you know, is, you know, how are the Basque related to Spain? Or, you know, <laughs> is Madrid it's the same thing with Barcelona? You know, I only know them from their football jerseys. You know, you, you want to be able to give a little more and that also also makes them more receptive to to receiving you because it shows that you're making an effort um i i feel
2: yeah and i also look ah, uh, you know at things like what is the you know what what are the products that they that they produce you know how where are they stand in the world market i you know the value of the money what they're proud of i mean that's really important to know what what people are proud of you know in spain they're really proud in southern spain they're really proud of that ham that they produce they're really proud of the of the olive oil they're the largest producer of olive oil in the world most americans think olive oil comes from italy but spain produces the largest amount of olive oil and it's absolutely phenomenal driving through spain
1: hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place
2: Olive groves and how beautiful they are, and just to, just absorbing the culture and just being ready to to just adapt that culture and be able to flow within that culture.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. I actually just found that on myself. It's my Spanish friend was telling me, you know, it's not from Italy because I was using <laughs> I was using olive oil in the kitchen. We went in the kitchen, so you know that that's actually not from Italy, and it's very misconceived because uh, we produce it's the largest, so. Um, I was very surprised by that, but it, it is true. You'd be surprised by what you find that when you really dive into the products of the country.
2: Yeah, and when the Moors came to to Spain, to southern Spain, that they ruled for over eight hundred years, hmm. they taught the Spanish how to terrace farm. So that you know, talking to people, you learn this this uh, you know all these little facts, and they taught the Spanish to eat rice.
0: Right. Wow. Huh.
2: It's amazing.
0: Things you learn from traveling. <laughs> <laughs> um, one thing here. So my mission statement is: is use your difference to make a difference. Uh, I try to live by that every day. What is one way, Lori, that you use your difference to make a difference?
2: I use my difference to make a difference by helping people to get out of their own way. Mm. To really seize the moment and see and come in contact with and embrace what it is that they could be doing that would really open up their life and make their life so rich and so exciting.
0: Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. No, and it's really, you're showing them the best that they can be, essentially. Exactly. Gotcha. All right. Nice, nice, nice. Uh, and speaking of showing them the best that they can be, I know you have something exciting coming up, which is similar to that, where you're really highlighting some of the best things that could happen. Something's coming up in November? I don't know. I heard a rumor, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> you have something to <laughs> in November. Can, can you talk about about that uh, and kind of what you're hoping to achieve with that and where sure. all the details? Yeah.
2: Sure. The ru- first of all, the rumor is true. Oh,
0: it's true. Okay. <laughs> Good.
2: (laughs) Yeah, what I've decided to do was to go to different parts of the world and host an event that is called Business on the Beach. Mm -hmm. And we will go to some of the most beautiful beach locations around the world. We're kicking off in the Dominican Republic in Cabarete, which is near Puerto Plata, and the Dominican Republic, November 3rd through the 7th. What we're going to do is we're having a five-day retreat. And business owners are going to come to the retreat and what we're going to do is we're going to deal with subconscious behavior patterns that are holding us back, keeping us trapped and keeping us where we are, very possibly in a rut. And we're going to work through those subconscious behavior patterns, Mm. retrain the brain to think differently and to think about the possibilities. We're going to set goals and then we're going to move towards Those goals. We're going to work on branding. We're going to work on marketing. We're going to do content generation right there before Mm. we ever leave. And then what we have is a one year mastermind program with two guided mastermind calls a month for the entire group for the year. And people are going to experience amazing successes through this. The way that I came up with this concept is I noticed that my clients normally triple their income within a year. So when clients work with me, they can pretty much gauge that they're going to triple their income. Now, certain clients do more. Certain clients do that more quickly. That's but
0: a good track record.
2: <laughs> it's a good track record, yeah. It's a very good track record. And... Um, what I decided to do was I said, you know, I noticed when I'm on location with clients, they're learning quicker. They're able to absorb new information and, and really incorporate that into their life more quickly. Mm. And then as we're working towards their goals through our weekly or bi-weekly meetings, bi-monthly meetings, I noticed that they're increasing their momentum So I decided, wow, what a great way to do this, to bring a group of people to a resort location, take them outside of their culture, outside of their norm. They'll learn quicker, be able to get broader thoughts, bigger thoughts, bigger dreams, and then we'll work through when we come back.
0: Hmm. So I I love a lot of the things you were saying in there. It's just... First of all, masterminds. I'm a big fan. I'm always trying to get into those. I think it's, I think it's one of the best ways to learn, especially bringing a diverse set of people together. And I think, uh, I think you learn best that way. Um, but you're. This is on location. This is November third to seventh. What is, someone out there is thinking? I want to be part of this. I want to be able to triple my income. How can I sign up right now, Lori? You got to tell me where to go. This is what they're saying right now. <laughs> How would you answer this? Person? Awesome.
2: <laughs> okay. Uh, it is the and saltar is spelled S A L T A R Beach dot com. Okay, and ahead. that's all the information right there. Yeah,
0: I'll put it. I'll put it in the show notes for sure. And um, no, I, I think it's great that you're doing this. I, I, I like the fact that it's, you know, it's destination based. Um, and I think a lot of the reasons why a lot of people focus with with these destination bases is because they're away from a lot of distractions. I know people travel to get distracted sometimes, but when you're with a group of people, it's like you know you don't have to necessarily think about work, you know, and you're putting the phone away and doing all that th- all that things, and you're inspired by the group of people around you. So it's more like you know, you stimulation. Are. Yeah,
2: you are. You're it, the, the amount of energy that's in a room because I go to these retreats amount of energy that's in the room is just amazing. So I'm uh, hosting another one in South Africa in 2015. Mm. I'm hosting one in um, Australia near Keynes in 2015. The, I met these people through mastermind groups. But so exactly, you come to,
0: masterminds. <laughs>
2: yeah, through mastermind and through retreats. You come to these retreats. You don't know who you're going to meet, but m- often, more often than not, the people in the mastermind group you develop a very close relationship with. People do business with people they like, they trust, and they value. In that five-day period, you really choose the people that you want to do business with. A lot of venture capital. Comes out of these retreats, uh, joint ventures come out of these retreats. I've seen people write book together. I've seen people, I've known people that wrote book with books with very, very, very world famous authors through these retreats. Right, no. So yeah. it's really a great way to get a leg up and to meet the people that you want to meet that are going to help you take your business to the next level.
0: Well, you know, if, if I if I wasn't going to be in the middle of school uh, for my MBA, I would be on the plane. Uh, but you know, I'm gonna keep in touch with you anyway. So, it's absolutely. I'm sure, I'm, I'm sure you you let me know. Um, I this is uh, I'm gonna transition here to more fun questions soon, but I just want to tap into this here because part of why I started this podcast was was to encourage people to embrace their global identity, and this is something that you do well because you 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 actually encourage other people to actually be the best they can be. Um, can you talk about one time when you knew that you know this is who you are, Laurie, and it's fine. I'm okay with that, and I'm going to embrace that.
2: Well, I probably knew this really young. My grandmother, uh, my mother's first generation,
0: mm.
2: here in the states, and my grandmother used to travel back to Holland uh, pretty much, I think, every year. And she, my grandmother, uh, lived in San Francisco. And she, when she would fly back, she would stop in New York, and we would go, and we'd pick her up, and she'd spend, I don't know, about a week with us, and she would open up her suitcase, and she would take out all these things that I had never seen that were right from Europe, uh. and we'd all get so excited. Oh, we'd look at this and that and all these different things, and I said to myself, at that time, I was very young, I said to myself, I'm going to be my grandmother, I'm gonna be this person who's traveled all over the world, who's lived all over the world as she lived in Indonesia, she lived in Europe. I mean she lived in so many different different places and then when I was little, we used to go to the fair the um, the New York World's Fair and I would remember going from one pavilion to the other and I I'd be I'd want to be in these places I want to go to these places. So the travel bug really hit me when I was. Probably like five.
0: No, oh. you started. That's early. Yeah, you. <laughs> you aren't kidding about that. <laughs> no, I mean, I think that's. I th- that's really good. I right, because it's different than stimulate your global identity. For you, you was seeing all those things from different countries, and that sparked your curiosity. Um, and then you know you knew the right then and there that you you had to go, uh, and then you were going to go. Right? In fact, I think is what you said. You decided then and there, Grandma, I'm going to be you. You just give me a few more years and I'm on that plane. And then uh, here you are now coming up with your own destination conferences that are about to change the world. So um, I commend you for that.
2: Thank you. I'm really excited about it. I'm really – this is just the most amazing thing to be able to to give people something that they – like most people – Maybe haven't been to the Dominican Republic. Maybe they haven't. Sometimes I talk to people there; they've never been out of the states.
0: Mm. Yeah, no. Imagine it's a it's just an opportunity. I mean, opportunity to learn and also uh, and uh, be inspired. So it's it's one of those best of both worlds or best of many worlds uh, if you think about it, because the, the different people coming together. So that's good. Rapid-fire questions here, Laurie, before we close. Um, favorite country uh, you've been to?
2: Wow, that's a really hard one because there's so many different favorites. I would have to probably say Morocco. Morocco? Okay. Yeah.
0: Okay. All right. Country with the best food?
2: Uh, oh, best food. Mm. Oh, that's a hard one. Um, oh, that's a really hard one. Uh, I, Thailand. I would say Thailand.
0: You know, I'm hearing a lot of Thailand and Japan when I ask this <laughs> question. So um, all right, what about friendliest country that have the friendliest people?
2: I think Spain. The people in Spain are just amazing.
0: Okay. Wow. Good. This is the last one. Yeah, but this might throw you off a little bit. So we often have stereotypes. Uh and people, you know, sometimes are afraid to go to country because of a stereotype or they are excited to go to country because of a stereotype. What is one place that you went to and your mind was completely changed? It wasn't what you expected. You actually were like, wow, I was completely wrong about that. I shouldn't have just said that they were all like this or grouped them.
2: Hmm. That's a hard one. Um I would probably have to say Denmark.
0: Denmark. Yeah. Really? How? How so?
2: <laughs> I kind of expected Denmark um, to be a little bit warmer. Hmm. Uh, it, it, the people are very nice, but there it's a little bit colder than I would have expected.
0: Gotcha. It's very interesting it you know it, it i you know i i guess it it depends on how you uh, maybe maybe it was just the time period or <laughs> you think i don't know <laughs> but okay Denmark it is then wow, um i'm gonna say if I had to think of it i think mine was Vietnam
2: really tell me about it
0: um no I, I just didn't know what to expect, so we my dad was posted there. And they were so friendly. They were a lot friendly, and I thought I didn't know what to expect. And uh, many times it was like me and my family were were unique there because there weren't a lot of uh, black people. And Uh oftentimes they would stop and actually stare and like want to take pictures with us. And I I was, you know, this was I just felt like you know really really welcome. Um, It was a lot more welcome than I than anticipated because before that I I guess I, I was only thinking about what I read in history books and then you know the, the war and all that but it it's completely it's very modern um and it's a lot of traffic like Lagos where I'm from but people are very 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 friendly so wow that's good okay well
2: in, you know what I was amazed another thing I was amazed in Denmark is you know th- we were we traveled all over i was in Denmark for 11 days and i was hanging with the woman who um is danish and lives there and we we were just traveling and traveling and they people grow things mm-hmm. you know uh, kind of in these farm areas and they just set this stuff out in a little box that's like it's like a shelf with a little roof on it and There's carrots and potatoes and all these different vegetables. And there's a little sign with how much krona it would be to buy that. Mm -hmm. And a little box, and you put the money in the box and away you go with the vegetables. And that's just the way that they, you know, that they do business. It was just very unusual. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Okay. All right. All right.
2: Well. And the other thing that they did, which I thought was really ingenious, is they have a lot of the old folks homes there which is like assisted living and in the assisted living they have art exhibitions so Hmm. people are coming through constantly to look at the art because they're like little museums and they get to meet you know the people who live there and it's it was very accepting of old people um you know and, and and bringing allowing them to more be part of the daily life which i thought was just amazing
0: that's really that's really cool That's cool, yeah.
2: And they're all so tall.
0: Oh, yeah, that I know for (laughs) sure. A lot of Scandinavians, I used to live in Sweden. um, Yeah, no, they're tall. (laughs) Really tall. Yeah.
2: And, you know, because I'm, uh, you know, blonde, blue eyes, the whole thing, but I'm short, they would speak to me in Danish when I would walk into a store and I wouldn't, I didn't think they were speaking to me. I wasn't even paying attention. And my friend was with me and he'd say, oh, She's not Danish. She doesn't know you're but it was but it, I must have looked like a midget.
1: Uh,
0: <laughs> <all> <laughs> there is no way you're you're a midget, Lori. But <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, you know, now I'm 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 definitely gonna I wanna make my way around the whole Scandinavia besides Sweden, so I'm gonna do that some point when I graduate. So I'm even more curious about Denmark now. But uh thank you so much though, Lori. Um I'm gonna put all the notes and all the links to your, your conference is for sure. But uh, before then, before the conference happens, is there any way people can reach out to you?
2: Absolutely. Um, you can go to my website, which is successwithsaltar.com. Or, um, you know, Facebook. I'm, uh, I'm on Facebook. You can find me on every, you know, all the social media. <laughs> um, and the other thing is I welcome people to view my YouTube channel. Uh, because I have my television show Focus Forward on there, and my TV show primarily is for entrepreneurs who want to understand the global trends, want to see what's happening in other in other places, what trends they can take advantage of, and that they might want to get in touch with. So I've interviewed people from Dubai, from Africa, from mm. you know all over, and there's some really good shows there. So anybody who's un- interested in really um, getting to that next level in their entrepreneurial journey should absolutely check out Focus Forward as well.
0: I agree. I, I did. I was able to, I watched a couple. I watched the one you sent me and another one. And uh, it's really, really good. So Focus Forward, com and Saltar is S-A-L-T-A-R, right?
2: Yep. That's yeah. it.
0: Yeah. And you find Laurie Flecker there. Thank you very, very much. I really appreciate this.
2: Thank you. This was great. I appreciate it. Uh-huh. Lots of
0: fun. <laughs> I definitely do. I definitely had a lot of fun here, too. Thanks for tuning in. You were just listening to As Told by Nomads. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a review here on iTunes or on Stitcher and subscribe. Also, be sure to head over to my website, TyRoxon.com, to subscribe for more updates and tips on how to navigate the world. And check out some of the other things I'm doing. Till next time, remember, home is not necessarily a physical place. It is wherever you most feel comfortable.